sister's dating Ponytail Derek, isn't she? Is that what they call her? <laughs> Would you leave Ponytail Derek alone? Hello! Welcome back to the Rough Cut Retrospective, episode 13. Lucky number 13, Jackson? Or unlucky, depending on how you look at it. However you want to do it. We're recording on a Wednesday, Inauguration Day. Woot woot. I've been Woo-hoo. watching CNN all day. And today, Jackson, mm-hmm. we have a very special episode today. Do we? Yes. Would you like me to tell you why? <laughs> yeah, go for it. This is a great buildup. I love it. Today, Jackson, is our very first guest retrospective episode. Wow. I know. The inaugural retrospective on Inauguration Day. How about them apples? I think that just happens to line up perfectly, even though this is coming out a couple days later for everybody no, else. You can't prove that. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, so joining us today, uh, is a, she's a podcaster in her own right, and she is one of my closest friends. Uh, she's a mentor to me. She's a little giggle box. And all in all, just... The most contagiously happy person that you will probably ever meet. Say hello to our little friend, Annie Merritt. I, I had to try and not giggle when you said giggle box. <laughs> hey, y'all. How you doing? Hi, Annie. Welcome to Hi. the podcast. Thank you. I'm uh, very happy to be here. Yeah. Jackson, your life is about to be changed for the better after spending the next hour or so in her presence. It's great. Perfect. I don't know about that. <laughs> Well, you know, whatever. <laughs> Annie, first off, how do we know each other? How do you and I meet? Dance marathon, specifically morale uh, from he- Indiana yeah. University. So, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. What was the year we met? 2017? Seven, yeah. Four years ago? Dang. Yeah. Yes. I think so. Yeah. Crazy stuff. I was in high school. You're in high school? I was, hey, not anymore. Hey, doing big things. <laughs> I love that. Jackson is currently still in high school. He's recording in a high school. <laughs> in the high school? Yep, I'm in the gym. Okay, great. Nice. Great acoustics. Great acoustics. No echo yes. there. But yeah, Annie and I met, uh, as she said, doing Dance Marathon, which, for those that don't know, our listeners, it's a nice nonprofit organization, fully student-run, and we raise money for sick kids at a local hospital in Indianapolis, Indiana. Riley Hospital for Children. That's my plug. Good stuff. Good stuff. Woo! Go donate. Yeah, donate. We'll put a link in the description. Probably not, but you can figure it out. Anyway, uh, (laughs) so I said Annie is also a fellow podcaster. So if you want to just, in a nutshell, just tell us about your podcast and what it is, and we can get all our nice plugs out of the way so we can dive into this juicy episode. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, So I operate and produce a podcast called 30 Yard Dash. Um, it is inspired by the poem, The Dash by Linda Ellis. Um, and if you haven't heard about it or read it, um, it's essentially a poem describing your gravestone and how there's a year on your gravestone that you were born, a dash, and then the year you die. Um, so while we're living, we don't know the year we're going to die. And so that dash in between the years represents all the significance, the people around you, what you do and how you spend your day to day life. Um, and how important that is to just live your life to the fullest. And so I sit down with sports and wellness experts, um, try to keep it to 30 minutes, hence the 30 yard, 
um, and talk about their dash. So started that um, September of 2020 and about to come out with my second season. So go check it out. Wow. That was beautiful. Well done. Thank you. And here we are just talking about movies. (laughs) Yeah, we suck. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, very important. Movies have good messages. I think that's a good segue, Jackson, into just briefly mentioning um, what we're doing today and why Annie's here in the freaking first place. Um, Should I tell him what we're doing, Jackson? You should. I will. So, Annie... (laughs) We wanted our first guest to be somebody who, first of all, has experience with this here podcast world, as you do, but we also wanted somebody to balance out our toxic masculinity to go against the grain with our very first singular movie retrospective. And today, we wanted to go for shock value. And today also happens to be Celebration of Life Day, according to Google. That's a stretch. Um, Love that. Yeah. And Annie's podcast, as she said, is all about wellness and living your dash. So, Annie, would you like to tell the people what movie we will be diving into today? Yes, we are reviewing Perks of Being a Wallflower. What a flick. That's one of my favorite movies. Heck yeah. Is it really? Yes, I love this movie. Um, It also makes me cry a lot, but we'll get into that later, guys. (laughs) Yep, I think we all had a nice little sob sesh while we separately Mm -hmm. watched it. Yeah, definitely. It, it was much needed. <laughs> um, but yeah, nicely done. We'll get deeper into that in a few moments. Um, but first, Annie, would you like to go along with us on our ride of typical business for this podcast? I'd be honored. I love it. Jackson, shall we dive in? Mm-hmm. Do it. You ready for this, the switch up here? Okay. Today, our first topic, tell me something, girl. Tell me something, girl. I know. Wow. Look at that. A new, a new soundbite. Usually it's tell me something boy, but today it's a girl because you're a woman. Um, I am a woman. Yeah. That's true. So this is our uh, what are we into this week section. Jackson, would you like to lead us off? Show Annie how it's done. Sure. Um, this week I am bringing to the table what I recommended everyone check out last week, which was the two episodes of WandaVision that debuted last Friday. Ooh. And... It was great. I loved it. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have watched it. Um, I watched it. It's so good, though. Annie, did you watch it? Um, no. What is that about? So WandaVision, is, um, it takes place within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It is the first MCU Disney Plus series to debut on the streaming service. Mm. And uh, it's really cool because essentially what it is is like kind of like a mystery of like what's happening to these two characters of Wanda and Vision, Wanda being, like, the most powerful, like, mystic, psychic, whatever character. And as essentially they have trapped themselves into a uh, sitcom. So, like, each episode is a different genre of, like, of, like, homages to different sitcoms of, like, of the decades and stuff like that. And it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds cool. And it, like, functions as a sitcom really well. Like, aside from just, like, and then, it like, we'll show, like, the cracks in the in the episodes and stuff. It's, like, oh, something's going on. is like, kind of weird and, like, scary. Yeah. But, like, mostly, like, in, in these first two episodes, it is, like, just, like, a straight-up sitcom from, like, the 60s and 70s. And that's super awesome. And these actors 
are acting harder than we've ever seen them act, <laughs> like, in my opinion. But, like, in a really good way. Like, they're killing it. They're doing a really, really good job. Oh, yeah. And it's just great. I love it. Yes, the strongest Olsen twin. Um, I'm going to get some hate for this opinion, but I've not, I'm not always super into Marvel movies. Um, some of them, sure. But the mm-hmm. sitcom thing makes me want to watch it because that's like my guilty pleasure for sure. It's really cool. The first episode um, is based on I Love Lucy and the second episode is hmm. kind of taking from like Bewitched and like I Dream of Genie kind of. And yeah. it's, it's cool. really great. I feel like it's new, but I like this theme too where there's series that are coming out that like each episode takes um, either it's like a different um, – plot or like it's not continuous you know mm-hmm. um kind of like i don't watch it but american horror story don't they yeah, do? yeah. like a different yeah Juicy. Um, i really like that yeah you would like it i think have you seen american horror story yeah or i mean uh wandavision oh i think you would I like, like it <laughs> i think it's like okay, a good cool. jumping in point for like just like casual mcu stuff i i think it's really good and has the potential to be like one of the more fun projects that they've put out and it also solidifies um, kind of, like, my preferred version of, like, streaming, like, new stuff. Like, I do like the weekly, like, releases just because it gives people that something to talk about every week. And, like, you can dive into theories and all that fun stuff. But, like, they also gave you two episodes at the beginning. So it's, like, you get a good chunk of it before you have to wait another week, which I liked. Yeah, for sure. I love it. WandaVision. New episode out today, right? Uh, by the today, time this yep. airs, so check it stuff. out. Check it out. So this week, um, Jackson, you 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 co- covered a little, probably to some, an, a nerdy topic, a nerdy pop culture thing. But we love that. For yes, you. as always. I'm going to uh, to show my sporty side today, and this week I watched uh, Tiger. Are you familiar with what this even is? Before I dive into is it. it? Is that the huh. HBO documentary on Tiger Woods? You bet your bottom dollar it is. <laughs> Heck yeah. So Tiger is a two-part documentary on HBO Max, and it like tells the rise and fall and then the rise again of Tiger Woods. And I got to say, like, I knew Tiger was a complicated guy. Like A lot of his issues arise from like his childhood and the way his father treated him. His father was kind of a dick. Um mm. <laughs> and like how the success, the pressure of like breaking color barriers in a predominantly white game. Um, but the documentary does a very good job of like finding those like narrative threads to like show the complexity of Tiger Woods, a very interesting guy. Mm-hmm. And aside from all that, dude's really good at golf. Um, crazy He's shots. Pretty good at golf. Yeah, he. Um, <laughs> there's like crazy golf shots in it. I watched it with my sister who golfs, used to golf, doesn't anymore. We live in a city. Um, so she like, was like, what the heck? That's a cool shot. I was like, yeah, right? So yeah, Tiger. Tiger Woods. What a guy. I watched it. <laughs> that also got like a gleaming review from Kristen Bell. So now I'm 100% sold on watching that. That's all you need. You need Kristen Bell's approval and you need Carter Sims' approval. Absolutely. On a scale of... T- Tiger King to uh, oh, The Last Dance. Where does it rank? Well, I, as you know, I didn't finish Tiger King because I was just like felt dirty watching it. Um, <laughs> so Last Dance is definitely like the the goat <laughs> of documentaries. But 
Um, like that pun. Um, yeah, I but, liked it. Thank you. But Tiger's probably somewhere in the middle. It's on the, it's on, I'd maybe give it like a seven or an eight. It was great. Okay. I enjoyed it a cool. lot. Cool. Yeah. And Good stuff. Yeah. Tiger Woods. Watch it. Hell if you yeah. like golf and you like sports and you like tigers. Are there any tigers in the, in it? Uh, n- no. One, the titular oh. tiger is the only tiger. I am sorry. Gotcha. Sorry for you. But yes. <laughs> so Annie, tell me something, girl. What are you into this week? What did you watch? Anything? Oh, I'll tell you something. Oh. Um, this isn't, I already finished it because it came out or finished the first season because it came out like two months ago, but mm. I, I think I'm like the number one salesperson for this series. The Flight Attendant on HBO Max. Oh. Um, yeah. And I really think it's for both genders, too. So I'm like, and I feel like people take it that it's more of like a girly show. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kaylee Cuoco is um, the lead actress. She's from Big Bang Theory. And I Heck think yeah. she had oh yeah a hand or maybe the lead in the production. I should have looked into that. I don't know. I know sure, she so like. I don't want to. She like funded the whole thing. I think she was like a big producer on it. So yeah, I think she, I think gotcha. you're correct there. Did she write it, or no? Because it's based on a book. Yeah, she she didn't write it, but she was like really fought hard to like get it made. So yeah, cool. Well, I yeah. So I just really love the production of it. I usually am not into um, like gore or even like crime shows very much, but I like could not take my eyes off this series. Um, it's a gore show? There, so the premise of the show is Kaylee Cuoco is a flight attendant and she has um, an alcohol problem that she doesn't really admit. I don't think she's really hyper aware of it. Um, mm-hmm. And she's kind of a little loose and she hooked up with one of her passengers and the next morning she woke up next to him dead. Um, and he's like bleeding everywhere, like from the neck, like all over. And so the whole premise of the show is her trying to figure out who murdered him. And she goes to all these people and travels all around. And so it's really intriguing, I think. Um, and I don't know, like it's a little funny, there's drama and it's also super modern. So like they show, like met like text messages on the screen and all that and so it's really there's a lot of dynamics added into it um but they left you on a huge cliffhanger at the end of the first season and it got picked up so i'm really excited for the second season next year awesome yeah it was yeah. supposed to be just like it was supposed to be just a mini series just that first season but then apparently like mm-hmm. people liked it so much that it came back now I, I will tell you i was sitting on my thumbs while you were talking i watched this with my family over winter break What'd you think? Uh, I was, I liked it. The first like two or three episodes were, were awesome. Uh, it was, it was, I wouldn't, I'll probably watch the second season. It just wasn't for me, but I agree what you said. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like a female only show. Like everyone would like it because it does a good job of blending. Like it's like a crime thriller, but also it's kind of funny and there's a lot going on, and Kaylee Cuoco is really good in it. Um, yeah. But yeah, we had fun watching it. Uh, I yelled at the TV a lot because, like, every single character is, like, so annoying in, like, the best way possible. Like, they all yeah. suck. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. 
But uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was fun. And Rosie Perez is there too, my girl. Which I'm not a huge fan of Rosie Perez, but she's fine. Oh, <laughs> wait, who is that? She's in. Uh, oh, she's in. Uh, I'm thinking what you would know her from, Jackson. She's in Birds of Prey. She plays oh, the. Like, is she the older lady in she, that? Yeah, she plays the cop or detective, whatever. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I only Santiago. Yeah, I only despise her because she's in a movie. She's in White Men Can't Jump, and she's like the absolute worst thing about that movie. Um, oh. <laughs> but other than that, she's great. Um, cool. Anyway, Rosie Perez. She's uh, in. She's in a bunch of Spike Lee stuff. Yeah, a lot of Spike Lee stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I like her. I think she's good. Sweet. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, Rosie Perez, come on the podcast. Okay. Well, <laughs> what an introduction. Nice. Uh, that was Tell Me Something Girl. Uh, Jackson, you want to dive us into our next little segment? Yes, sir. We are now going to go to our next news segment. News flash for you, Walter Cronkite. You think you're too cool for school. But I got a news flash for you, Walter Cronkite. You aren't. Yes, indeed. Here we are. Woo-hoo. This is our news segment, Annie. Uh, Do I go first? Sure. Hit us with it. Well, as we've mentioned, today is Inauguration Day. That it is. Um, well, when people are listening to it, it won't True. be Inauguration Day, but as we're recording. Um, so that was pretty much all the news today. That's, that's very true. Um, lots of hope to come for our country in our future um the fashion was mostly incredible i do have to call out hillary clinton she uh could have done better uh, to be honest what was she what was she wearing i, I didn't focus on the fashion believe it or not. She had on, on, which i know sounds kind of annoying of me to point out the fashion but that's always been like a really big part of the inauguration mm-hmm. um i feel like since um Jackie mainly. Uh, but yeah. Um Jackie oh but Hillary Hillary Clinton was wearing this like purple uh, basically a, diff- a bunch of different shades of purple and it just was not working for her. Mm. So tough looks. Tough looks Hillary. Yeah. Um but everybody else looked great. I read that Dr. Biden's outfit came from a female-owned small business in New York. So, oh, love that. Um, yeah, I think the speeches were great. Amanda Norman, was that her name? The uh, Sure. She... Yes. Who Norman, yeah. I wanted to make sure I didn't screw it up. Um, she was the youth poet. Oh, um, she was so the youngest good. person yeah. to ever mm-hmm. read a poem at the inauguration, and that's cool. she just like blew me away. Yeah, that was awesome. You're yeah. forgetting the biggest serve of the day, though. I have to say, was uh, Bernie Sanders and his cute little mittens. Oh, the yes. <laughs> there were so many memes of him, like it being like one of his many errands of the day. <laughs> yeah, that dude definitely has to go to the post office afterwards. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. <laughs> His mittens were a great addition too. Yeah, I liked that was the so um, funny. Jennifer Lopez like saying "Get loud." That was great too. Yeah, <laughs> that was a nice little addition to her performance for sure. 
Yeah, I was expecting Lady Gaga to come out in like a meat dress, but turns out she didn't. So, I guess that was her just dress was kind of weird. She had like a people big were bird, saying she looked yeah. like a Hunger Games, like she was gonna <laughs> reap the Hunger Games. She did look like the Hunger Games. Uh, I don't know what I didn't look into her outfit actually. I don't know what the idea was there. I'm sure there was some meaningful um, thing. She's always she's got she's always does has a message about her outfits. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, good stuff. Inauguration, huh? Jackson, we're gonna look like idiots now. I think. <laughs> hey, I have a couple other things about pop culture. That's not the only thing. I just wanted to kick it off. Oh, okay, okay perfect. Cool, cool, cool. Because yeah. now I'm gonna go to something really stupid. I have, a, I have a feeling, Carter, that ours might be the same one. We really? always pick the similar ones. But you think? I, maybe not. Do you want to go, okay, okay, go, okay. go first? If you want, okay. You can go first. You can go first. Okay. So, mine popped up on my Twitter feed today. Gosh, I can't believe I'm gonna go. I'm going from inauguration to this. Um, I'm so excited. So. This popped up on my feed today. Um, Jackson, are you familiar with Willy Wonka? I am so familiar with it that this is my story as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So, Annie, you you know you know of Mr. Wonka, right? Oh yeah, we go mm-hmm. way back. Yeah. So, Wonka, a prequel to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, will be released in 2023, according to Warner Bros. No way. Mm-hmm. Way, way, and that's not that's not the craziest thing. What the craziest thing is, who they are considering as Wonka. I have two names here. Okay. And um, you tell me which you'd rather see. There's first Tom Holland as Willy Wonka. Okay. No reaction whatsoever. No reaction. <laughs> I feel like it kind like of. That. I feel like it kind of makes sense. Okay, but wait till you hear the last one. I can like one. picture him in the costume. Mm-hmm. But then wait for it. Timothy Chalamet. Yes, Timothy Chalamet. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, him. Yeah, uh, he's the. I guess he's the most, like, uh, I guess it depends what they're doing. If they're going Gene Wilder Willy Wonka or they're going Johnny Depp Willy Wonka. But he seems the more Gene Wilder to me, right? Yeah. yeah, when yeah. I, when, that's why Tom Holland, like, I picture him the Johnny Depp version. I feel like people will oh. be able to see that. Interesting. So I don't really know. I just love all of, the, I don't know, I love Timothy Chalamet's, like, vibe on TikTok and all that. I think oh, he's TikTok. a really fun person to pay attention to right now. <laughs> and that he did so Dude. well on SNL. Yeah, you. <laughs> Do we need this movie, Carter? <laughs> what just what was up? Do we need this movie? I don't know. <laughs> Apparently, it's been like in production for a long time. Um, wow. And it just like, yeah, since since 2018. And do you know something else about it? I do not. Who they who they used to who they considered. Uh, before these two guys, Kevin Spacey. No, that'd Damn. be funny. Uh, Ryan Gosling. Oh, Donald Glover. Whoa, which is a really interesting one. Oh, and Ezra Miller. Whoa, what Wait, do you know? No way. Which is coincidentally who we're about to talk about later. But yeah. I just thought that was kind of fascinating. What the heck? That is fascinating. I have no problem yeah. with Donald Glover, but it just doesn't make sense in terms of the Willy Wonkas we already have. 
I have no problem with a black Willy Wonka. I would love Donald Glover. But if it's a prequel, it just doesn't make sense, does it? I just don't want to... I'm going to be honest. I don't want a prequel at all. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I guess we'll have to wait two years to see if we're we're into this. But uh, I would like to see Chalamet, for sure, if it happens. Yeah, if it's between Tom Holland and... Timothy Shabble. I always want to say Shabblegoo because that's a TikTok joke. Yeah, I love that. Timothy Chalamet. I would pick Timothy for sure. Incredible. Jackson, I love that we had the same the same news line there. I do too. Yeah, that you want to give the. Uh, we can give my spot to Annie's second one. Oh, yeah. Annie, hit oh. us with your second news line that's definitely not as weighty as the inauguration. It's not going to shock the world, but it's just probably something a lot of people are thinking about right now, that Dale and Claire from The Bachelorette broke up already. No! Wait, really? (laughs) Yeah, and I don't think a lot of people are going to be shocked by that, because after the season, when they were doing their, like, conclusion review or whatever, uh, or, like, entry into the world... After with, the final um, rose. Chris Harrison. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah. Um, They were like, are babies in your future? And Claire was like, yes! And you could just see the fear in Dale's eyes. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think that was the, uh, the official moment that I could bet that they were going to break up pretty soon. Shoot. What's I have like... a question. Is this the dude... Or is this is this the one... Where, like, they were halfway through a season and, like, she chose him? Yes. Is this that couple? Okay. Yes. So it, it didn't work out after all. <laughs> and I think I think they truly liked each other because they were, like, super flirty on the show. But the scene where Chris Harrison came up to Dale and he was like, Claire chooses you. Like, everybody else is gone. You could also see the fear in his eyes. Like, I don't <laughs> think he actually wanted to get married. He was like, so funny. He was like, wait, I don't. I was here just for, like, five more vacations. The show's over? Yeah, I just wanted more Instagram followers. What's what the heck? That's so funny. What's, like, the success rate of Bachelor couples? It's really low. It's super low. I just started watching it. Two seasons ago. Yeah, I watched um, all of, um, what was his name? Peter? I watched all of Peter's season. Yeah, I did too. Um, that was the I first did... full season I watched. Yeah, but I didn't watch that one. And I've watched a little bit of the new one with Matt. Is that his name? Yes. The first Black Bachelor. Yeah, and Pretty I high. love him. Yeah, he seems I have to be a cool. bunch of statistics for us. Oh, yes. Oh, Okay. Hit us with it. Only two-thirds of the seasons end with proposals. Then out of those proposals, only five have led to marriage. Uh, with the bachelor... With, with the bachelorette... Oh, my gosh. I can't say that. Bachelorette. Oh, my gosh. Nice. I'm in college, everybody. <laughs> I'm your future. <laughs> Having a better success rate at 30% versus the bachelor at 11%. Oh, wow. So the bachelor oh. has an 11% success rate in bachelorette. That's 30%. Bad. How many wow. How many seasons are there now? Like 20 something seasons? I don't know. That's a I great question, Carter. Let me look it up. Yeah, you're a fact guy. Siri. Um but yeah, like I feel like 25. Every, 25? <laughs> <Yeah>. 11% <laughs> successes? Wait, is that just of the Bachelor? It is. Oh my god. The Bachelorette has 16 seasons. 
Oh my gosh. So 41 total seasons. Is this of... real? Wait, is that when, right? that when was the guess. first season of whichever one? Uh, looks like uh, the first episode of The Bachelor was 2002. Holy cow. Oh my gosh. What a year. That's a, I, wait, that's so a, many seasons. What a year for reality television. I think that's when American Idol started too. Oh, really? Sometime around there. That's crazy. They're just cramming seasons left and right into this thing, huh? Yeah, they just... Wow. Yeah, seriously. Chris Harrison That's needs crazy. a paycheck. I was so. going to say, that really wasn't that long ago. <laughs> yeah, it literally ended, and they're like, you know what? Let's keep it pumping. So, wow. <laughs> Good stuff. Oh, well, I wish That's them crazy. all the best. Great stuff. <laughs> in their separate lives. I have one more point for our news flash. Incredible. So, to recap, we have Inauguration, Willy Wonka, and Bachelor. Yes. Okay, the grand and slam hit us with it. Now for the sports section. <gasps> Sarah Da-na. Thomas will be the first woman to officiate in a Super Bowl. I did see How that. Cool. That's hype, actually. That's awesome. Yeah. That's super cool. So I thought like, that was cool. Yeah, I agree. I love women in sports, and I love that I can now yell at both genders of referees. <laughs> Perfect. Equality. And that's my pitch. Equality. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Shout out women. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you, Annie. Let's that go, was women. probably the uh, the most breadth of news we've ever had, where we just usually talk about That was about a lot of news. I like it. Stuff. It's what I'm here for. Heck Except yeah. not. I'm here to talk about perks of being wallflower. Hey, that's a great, great segue into our main segment that we'll get to right after a word from our sponsor. All right, so uh, we're here now at our main segment, the retrospective. This segment is called Mr. DeMille. I'm ready for my close-up. All right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up. Beautiful. I good like sound. that. That's, good a great, that's a great segment name. Yeah, good sound. Can you hear my Congrats, applause? Carter. Yeah, I can. Thank you. I'll put in You're louder welcome. applause in post so I know that you really meant it. <laughs> okay, great. Um, so, yes, now we are here to talk about the perks of being a wallflower. You see things, and you understand. You're a wallflower. I didn't think anyone noticed me. I know there are people who say all these things don't happen. I know these will all be stories someday. But right now, we are alive. And in this moment, I swear, we are infinite. My eyes are still swollen from sobbing the sobbing my eyes out last night, but uh, I'm amped. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm not usually a crier in movies, but uh, this one got me. I am got a little misty. Um, yeah, Jackson, you softy. I cry in every movie. We love that. You're in touch with your. I cry all the time. Just every day. (laughs) You just wake up and cry. I'm having a day. Fortunately, (laughs) no, but. This day has been a year. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I love it. Should I, before we dive in, should I give a little, uh, little synopsis of the film? Go for yes. it. And then we can, then we can dive right in. So the perks of being a wallflower, everyone. Uh, this is set in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania in the early 1990s. I don't think they ever spe- specify the date in the movie. Um, but it's about high school freshman, Charlie, and he's a wallflower. 
He's always watching life from the sidelines until two senior students, Sam and her stepbrother Patrick, become his mentors, helping him discover the joys of friendship, music, and love. Ellipses. Uh, and so, love. Yeah, and love. Um, this film had its world premiere at the 2012 Toronto Film Festival to a standing ovation. That's pretty hype. Oh, that's awesome. And, yeah. <laughs> and uh, was released theatrically on September 21st, 2012, the day before my dad's birthday. Aw. Uh, yeah, that's cute, huh? Um, it's directed by Stephen Chbosky, who also wrote the screenplay and also wrote the book. Not every day you Good see that. Him. So that's that's pretty, really cool. Yeah. Yeah, that that's, is super cool. And the film stars, of course, Logan Lerman, Emma Watson, Ezra Miller, Paul Rudd, and a bunch of other people that we'll get to probably later. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's perks of being a wallflower. And we're done. Perks, baby. <laughs> okay, bye, everyone. Yeah, thanks we're for done. coming, Annie. <laughs> um, yeah, good to see you. I mean, hear you. Yep. Nice. <laughs> uh, so, Annie, <laughs> you giggle monster, you. <laughs> Why did you pick this movie for us? Pray tell. Well, as you know, it took me a good minute and a little push from you to actually pick a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and my main goal was to not pick something super basic. Yes. So. Of course. You did toss around. You wanted to do either Ferris Bueller's Day Off <laughs> was a consideration mm-hmm. or and Shrek. Correct. Yeah. I was so I was trying to look for <laughs> not basic but still popular. But Ferris Bueller's Day Off and Shrek are, I feel more Ferris, but I feel like are both basic. Sure. And Perks, oh. I feel like a lot of people love. Like it's a popular movie, but it wouldn't be something that like your future guests would pick. And I could relate to it a little bit, so I thought it would be fun to talk about. Sweet. I like that reasoning. Yeah, we Thanks. love that. We didn't want yeah. a basic pick on here to start us off. Yeah, um, no basic bees here. We love that. Well, so what is your relationship to the movie? Um, So I was thinking about that, and I, when I was re-watching it last night, I realized that I didn't remember it being as emotionally deep as it is, but it was like a movie I could watch with my brother that we both enjoyed in high school. And I think he got it for me for a gift one year. Um, And so that's my memories with the movie prior to now. And I think I was just always really intrigued by like the main quote, which we'll talk about later. of, um, And then I swear we are infinite and like the idea of that. And I think I could relate to that. And so it probably was like a subconscious love for the movie that I didn't realize. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I know. Jackson, would would you agree with that? Or do you find yourself coming to it in a different way? Well, for me, this this movie's like super personal to me just because like mental health be like a thing for everybody. And it sucks sometimes. Yeah. Um, and whenever I discover this movie, I feel like. I just saw it on DVD once and I like, I just like watched it like in high school when I was going through some stuff and I was like, man, this movie's amazing. Yeah. Um, and ever since then it's been like, it's been like one of my favorite movies and it's always just been like one of those personal like movies that I just like really care about and it's great. Yeah. And I love it. It's great. It's so good. 
I literally, I think, because it was 2012, I think that was literally the year I, like, was a freshman in high school, I think. So. That would have been for you. Yeah. Yeah. You would have been. Yeah. Yeah. So you're the same age as Charlie, the main character. Or were. Whoa. Yeah. That's, uh, that's pretty bonkers. Um. That is bonkers. But yeah, I think that's what I, I think that's my relationship probably, because I probably watched this in high school too. I don't have a remembrance of watching it like having a big impact like going to the theaters or anything i definitely didn't Mm -hmm. see it in theaters i think i just saw it on tv one day in high school but when i revisited it i hadn't revisited it since high school but when i watched it this week i think what i love most about it is like just by the synopsis i gave like it sounds like just like another like whatever crappy ya novel film adaptation a little Mm -hmm. bit like a like a nicholas sparks or a john green or whatever nothing wrong with that but I think this one sounds like uh, it does the book justice, obviously because mm-hmm. like the author like directed the movie, which like doesn't happen all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a lot more than a YA novel, and I think the adaptation does a good job of elevating it and making it worthy of the screen, the silver screen, if you will. Have you guys read the book? I've not for it. I think I have it, but I don't think I've read it. So what's interesting about it is, like, they adapted, like, essentially, like, the uh, narration style of, like, who he's writing to is basically the whole format of the book. Um, So it's really cool, cool, like, how he was able to, like, essentially adapt letters about this kid's life that, I mean, like, that he was writing into, like, a whole, like, flushed out narrative that we see, like, in real time. Like, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, like that the is book, really cool. The book is like just composed of a series of letters, right? That's the mm-hmm. it's, that's crazy. Though. Which we which we see him do in the movie. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's cool. I think and, that's really fun. And he's like he's writing them to himself, right? The letters. It's like a dear Evan Hansen type thing. He's like he's like writing them to a person, but it's it's just like n- nobody we know. But yeah, like he's not giving them to anybody. Yeah. Um. They're 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 for his like own personal growth and like journaling and stuff like that. It's really good. I don't know. I think it's so cool. Yeah, I was gonna say that that strategy is super common to like direct your journaling and write like a letter to the person that you feel affected by. Mm-hmm. Um, like that was one of the first things I did in therapy was like write a letter um to someone and then I just threw it away and it just felt really good to get all my feelings out and so now Mm -hmm. that's actually super common for me like a really good way to um kind of process how I'm feeling whether it's negative or positive yeah um is journaling so I could relate to that part I'm not as talented of a writer as he is but um you mean you're not an author that's how I write no we can't all have Paul Rudd as a teacher so Oh god! Yeah. Unfortunately, I love Paul Rudd so much. That like so much. That brings me kind of into my next question, which is like, what was your high school experience like? Each of you, like, I mean, Jackson, you and I went to the same high school, but we did. I always find like in movies, like when they depict high school, sometimes it's really cheesy and over the top, um, yeah. and sometimes it's pretty honest. So, like, was yours like similar or different than this movie at all? Or what was your, like, experience? Um, oh, this is so tough. Like, I don't think, like, as far as, like, adaptations of what high school is for, like, the average person, this felt like a very niche person, but it was someone who's more relatable, like, like I relate to more than, like, I don't know, like, like the jock lifestyle or whatever, like, whatever you want to do, like, as far as that, like, 
Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was really cool. Like, it was kind of just like, there's this really cheesy line at one of the parties where it's like, this is welcome to the land of the misfit toys or whatever, which is like kind of cheesy, but like very accurate to like what it's just like all these people who kind of found each other, like despite like, like they're not like, like even like the football player, like, like finds his spot, like in this group of people and stuff like that. And I think that's really cool. But this wasn't like my high school experience. I don't think I was just like in clubs, I guess. Like I did DM and like dance marathon, like, like you did and did like student council and, yearbook was a big one but like i I, th- I thought it was a really cool adaptation that didn't feel like riverdale or like something like that you know what i mean uh, yeah i don't think like because you and i went to the same high school like i wouldn't say there were necessarily like sections of like jocks or, or at least in my experience i don't know or theater like i was a theater kid like through and through but i also like did sports um but i can tell you like when he's like welcome to the island of misfit toys like that's such a theater kid thing to say <laughs> yes so, <laughs> oh I, absolutely it was on brand for like the people that they were <laughs> yeah so i definitely get those like sects of people but mm-hmm. i always it probably just because like i wasn't a uh like the kind of kid that like went to like all these big high school parties but every time i see a high school party i'm like whose parents are letting these kids come into their home their christian home and drink the night away. What's the deal? I don't know. I think that... the same thing every I... single time. I'm like, where are the parents? Yeah, actually, I didn't do any of that in high school, but I don't know. What we was, knew what... the parents, Carter. We knew who they were. They just yeah. weren't like they were like the cool kid. Like they were like the popular kids. They weren't like the the cool like the actually cool kids. Like th- like these guys are. Like these yeah. guys are actually cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're hippin' now in the nineties. Yeah. Least. But yeah, Annie, what what was your experience like in high school? Similar, different than this, or what? Yeah, I think a little different too. I think emotionally I could relate to it, but I think kind of how you guys were saying, like the clicks aren't always as obvious as you think. Um, Especially like Brad, the football player, like he's in the group, but he hides it, you know? So Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a lot of, um, insecurities as far as like what your outer appearance is so I don't know I kind of thought of it in relation to I guess I never really figured out my conclusion like I didn't think about it as deep as you guys did but I was thinking like I had a like a bunch of different groups of friends it wasn't always like one group um, based on like the club or you know whatever activity I was doing yeah. Um, but sometimes like I got lonely, you know, like I, if I was in a, kind of a different way, like I wasn't accepted because I was being like too loud and I was embarrassing my friends or whatever. So I think there comes a point in high school where you kind of have to figure out your own way. It's not always good. You're not always going to fit into like one group. Um, but kind of like you too, Carter, like I did not go to a party until college and so yes still to this day the fact that people partied in college and got away with it is like wild or partied at high school school and got away with it is like a wild thought to me i mean it's Um, just yeah it's all because it's like it was the types of parents that we all knew were like oh yeah they're probably drinking with their kids so right (laughs) well even my brother did and he was just better at like 
Like, I would be so nervous that my parents would find out. I didn't, I didn't even think about drinking or anything when I was I didn't either. Yeah. That was, like, that was a, not on my mind. No. My prom date, uh, my senior, junior year, was like, hey, you want to come back to this cabin and drink with all of us? And I was like, uh, I want to go home and watch a film. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that, that was never on my radar. So, that's good to know. Did you have, did you have like... There's, like, so many, like, a-holes in this movie. Did you, like, have that in high school either? There's this one jerk that, like, the girl who, like, just has braces and literally just tells him... Yes, nice I Nice trapper her. keeper. And he, she calls him the F-word. Yeah. And... Yeah. Oof. Like, what? That, what? <laughs> I thought about that because I was, like, nobody ever talked like me to talked like that to me so did i just miss these like major bullies in school like do people yeah. actually act like that i n- not that i ever saw or heard but maybe i was sheltered from it but i don't know this was also know, the 90s what... i guess but yeah it's supposed to be the 90s but like i never like she calls him he's like nice look jag off like what right i was thinking <laughs> the same thing the same line. with the suit yeah yeah. Because I feel like, obviously, bullying still exists, but I feel like it's way more subtle than it's portrayed in movies. Yeah. It's way more online now, which they got away right. with not having to depict since it was in the 90s. True. I feel right. like in our high school, Carter, like, at least for my grade, like, we didn't have, like, physical bullying, but we, like, all the, like, popular people were actually just, like, really big bigots and weren't cool. Yeah. I know there were literally <laughs> the year above us. There were like a couple like fights because the year above us had oh, a, bunch, really? a bunch of I don't know deep seated anger. I guess cool. Uh, I don't a lot know. Of teen angst. There was literally. I remember there was a time where this girl just like walked into a class and like punched this guy because he like allegedly slept with a different girl or something. Man, that's um, some drama. Yeah, that was drama. And then she just like left the room, <laughs> and I was like, wow. Like my grade, Wait, I know were, who, I know who you're talking about. I remember that. Yeah, I don't want to name names, but uh, we all know. We all know who it was. I remember. Um, Are they one of your listeners? It's actually Jackson. Um, oh, no. great! Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. So I don't know. High school is a weird thing. So super. I weird. guess yeah, super weird. I guess this that we this can lead us into um, who, if anyone, do we relate to most in the movie, or even yeah. if we knew anyone similar to any of the characters, like oh, or any any way you want to look at it. I want to start just by asking if anyone had like that one Paul Rudd teacher in their lives. Ooh, who that's was, a, like, yes, in, yes, yeah, I did. I bet mm-hmm. I know who it was. I did too. Jackson. Who do you think it is, Carter? Was it Mrs. Mills? Oh, no, it wasn't. I do love Mills, though. Mills was okay. amazing. Shout uh, out, Mills. My Paul Rudd English teacher was actually my Miss Tressler uh, cooking teacher. Oh, uh, yeah. Who I love so dearly, who, like, yeah. basically told me to go to Ball State when I was second-guessing it. She's awesome. Love her so much. I once convinced her to play super bad for our class, and it's, like, <laughs> a super raunchy rated R movie. It was awesome. That's awesome. I love that lady. Um, yeah, but Mills is great, awesome. too. Mills is awesome, too. Mills yeah. took us to L.A. and then she misbooked for like a student journalism trip. And then she misbooked uh, how many nights we were staying there. And then we had to like scramble with our things in L.A. to like find a new hotel. It was awesome. Oh, my God. Oh, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> Shout out, Miss Mills. But yeah, she's definitely up there. 
Did you guys have any teachers like that? I did. Uh, Annie, tell us yours, because I don't know mine off the top of my head. Um, coincidentally, her name is Annie, uh, Mrs. Swain. Wow. That's your name. Um, that's my name. What? She was my avid teacher. I don't know how many people were familiar with avid, but it basically was like a college prep course I took all four years. Oh. Um, and so I knew her well, and she just like really took me under her wing and was really welcoming. So I could like stop in her classroom anytime I wanted, and um, kind of the same as you, Jackson. Like, um, really helped me with college applications and just was there with us like when we would get in and mm-hmm. the whole process which was the point of the class but the fact that she like stayed true to it and actually cared was super felt super supportive um and literally to this day like I don't talk to her all the time but if I texted her right now she'd be like what's up so that's awesome really good relationship with her yeah I feel like uh, Carter. I feel like it's a yeah. I feel like it's a cop out. But now that you mentioned Miss Tressler, like now I'm thinking like she was my SRT teacher for four years. So I saw her like oh, every week. Oh, you lucky duck! So she's amazing. She was awesome. She would just talk to us about anything. She's like your sweet grandma, and she just would like just hang out with you. She'd be like, "Yeah, do whatever you want," and she was just like, very, "We're Facebook friends." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we are too. Yeah. She's just, she's very awesome. I, I, I don't know if I like to the extent of like Paul Rudd, like teaches Charlie life lessons. I don't know if I, maybe Joe Doyle was probably another one. Um, Doyle's up there. You know, it's, you know, what's crazy. Yeah. I just realized, uh, Tressler literally gave me DVDs to take home and watch. Uh, no way. Just like, just what? like a Paul Rudd did with books. Yeah, she would give me movies to go watch. Uh, she cow. like showed me like um, Unbreakable and like Rear Window, like Whoa. all sorts of really good stuff. She would just give me DVDs and I would like, bring them back every now and then. She was awesome. We so should good. get we should get Tressler on a podcast. She would do it. I'm gonna. <laughs> she absolutely would do it. <laughs> but yeah, I would say I would say Tressler and Doyle. Doyle was more the life side, like obviously the D- the dance marathon mentor for us. I think mm-hmm. you know Doyle, right, Annie? Kind of. I don't know. I only went to one uh, Bloomington South, right? Yeah, he was like our he was our South. He was our sponsor for dance marathon. So he was like your yeah. Miss Wolf. I only Miss went Wolf, to one Bloomington South dance marathon. Wolf, wow. yeah. Mrs. You Wolf. haven't you haven't lived. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, probably one of them. Um, uh, but in terms of like relating to a character, do you guys relate to anyone in the movie? Oh, absolutely. Being Sp- an emo kid in high school, uh, it was for sure. <laughs> oh, I'm excited to hear it. <laughs> it was for sure, Charlie. I was like so depressed. I was like, oh my god, Charlie, you were me. And that'd be so sad. <laughs> I am Charlie, but I freaking oh. loved it. <laughs> <laughs> right mine was mine was kind of uh I, for the same way jackson well same character but for different reasons mm-hmm. i think i related most to charlie too um not in terms of like i wouldn't say i was like depressed in high school mm-hmm. like like i was around a lot of big personalities i was a pretty happy guy in high school but 
in terms of being overwhelmed by big personalities, um, that was definitely, I thought I had a big personality and then I got to this mm-hmm. little like, uh, this choir, it's called sound to South. It's kind of a cult. Um, yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> it is. Um, <laughs> but like just things that happened to Charlie, like me being involved with like theater and music and like Charlie, like. I literally went to a Rocky Horror Picture Show. I had a miserable time. I was scared the entire time in high school. (laughs) I was like, why is everyone naked? I'm scared. I haven't been to a high school party. What's going on? And it was very scary. And also, I had a friend group where everyone started to like each other. Um, Oh, no. That's never good. Yeah, which also happens to Charlie. And, And then also... I have a terrible history of timing with asking people out. So I related to Charlie heavily with that as well. So. Wow. We love. So, yeah. Oh, and also I had a a clingy girlfriend at one point. Anyway. Oh. Nice. I didn't know that. Uh, Middle school. Crazy time. Um, Wild times. (laughs) Doesn't really count. Um, But yeah, Charlie, my guy. Uh, Annie? I was kind of a 50-50 split. I related to Sam and Charlie. Mm. Um, Sam, in the way that she struggled with her academics, I could, like, highly relate to. I think I for sure struggled in school, both in high school and college, um, and getting good grades. Like, it was always really hard for me to focus and know how to study um, and just be motivated in school. Um, and it also probably to this day, obviously I'm not in school anymore, but it's probably one of my biggest insecurities of like not feeling smart, I guess, because I was Mm -hmm. never, I never exceeded, uh, academics. Um, so I related to her there and like when she got in college, it like brought me back to when I got in college and like, I felt like I was good for the rest of my life. Like the fact that I even got in and I think graduating college is my biggest accomplishment to this day. And I, that's great. Thanks. Yeah. And I had all the resources. So that's the thing. Like it was all provided for me, but it was still so hard. And I think again, it goes back to like my focus and balancing like social activities and school and, knowing what you want and all that kind of thing and being confident in yourself. Um, So I could relate to Sam. I could relate to her that way. Um, And Charlie, kind of the same thing with you guys. Um, But in a way of like this theme of throughout the movie, he's so consumed by his friends and like prioritizes them and his family and their life events and their feelings and like puts that over himself And so by the Mm -hmm. time he realizes his depression, he's like, he's too far gone. Yeah. yeah, He's like level zero. Um, and that was a, sorry to get deep here. That was like a really tough reality for me this past year. Um, is I do that a lot. Um, and it's obviously good to support your friends and family and be there for them, but you can't be there for them if you're not there for yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it was really, yeah, it was really cool to see at the end, like, he's in this impatient 
program in a hospital and he did not want to talk about his struggles, but you like have to do that to get over the hurdle. Um, and that's kind of like, I'm not to his level, but that's kind of what I'm doing right now is like, I'm going back to the basics and finding out like the foundation of my depression and my anxiety so that I can get to that happiness that he shows at the end and that freedom that you see in him. Um, so I could relate to him that way for sure. Another aspect where I felt like I related to Charlie was like kind of like the self-actualization of like him realizing he's like in his group of people and like how yeah. like good of oh, a yeah. feeling that was for him. Like in high school, like right before I watched that movie, I like definitely like didn't have like like, I've always had, like, a good group of, of buddies, but we've never been, like, super, like, open with each other in, like, those aspects and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, like, like senior year, I got into, like, a really good friend group that I just, like, absolutely adore. Like, they're, like, my family and stuff like that. So, like, it was – that was, like, a good, like, self-actualization for myself, too. I was like, yes, I'm living it. I'm finally yes. in a coming-of-age movie. That's yes. awesome. I'm living the dream. <laughs> <laughs> That's and then awesome. college hit, and now we're all scattered. But hey, you know, you take what you can get. <laughs> yeah, you find new, you find new families, you find new sects of people in college, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, college friends are top tier. Just saying. Heck so yeah. yeah, for sure. Hey, I met Annie in college. What do you know? Anyway, woohoo! <laughs> oh yeah, buddies. <laughs> so, how many times do you think I've woohooed during this phone call? Uh, at least one. That one. So <laughs> I think that was like the sixth. But okay, over thanks. under seven. We'll figure it out. <laughs> um, I guess let's open the floor to talk about any other characters that we haven't really talked about yet. We've talked a lot about Patrick. Kevin. Yeah, Patrick. 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 Yes. Ezra Miller as Patrick. Um, yes. He deserved an Oscar nomination for this movie, and I'm not even exaggerating. Like, I, I 100% agree. Great performance. He gave an amazing performance. Yeah. A really, really good performance. All of them, all of them were like so good in this movie. And the cool thing was, I didn't remember. I love the movie Trainwreck, and he's in Trainwreck, and he's Mm -hmm. a really, he has a really funny character. And when I was watching Trainwreck, I didn't connect that that was him. And so it was fun to watch it again and like Mm -hmm. make that connection because his character is so different in this movie. Um, and he just, it, it's just so well done how real it is, like how real his acting is, um, and what he portrays like in the struggles and life events of his character, Patrick in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It feels very honest. Like it doesn't feel like someone trying to act, which is, yeah. which is cool. So yeah, I like that. Every single him. one of these actors, uh, carry the, like, the feeling of trauma so well on screen Mm -hmm. like before we even realize that they have trauma like going back and rewatching it this time i was like wow like you can tell that like charlie is like thinking about xyz like of like his experiences when when uh sam is like telling him about like her like of her traumas and stuff like that like there's so much like yeah yeah like every single character has some like really heavy issues that they have to deal with and yeah. they all carry Which that is, on their shoulders really well. And that's what I think that is a really good representation of life, right? Like you mm-hmm. don't know what yeah. the people around you are going through and everyone deals with trauma and they deal with it in different ways. And so some people play it off really well that they're doing okay. And maybe sometimes they are, but they're still handling like their trauma and grieving 
you know, and you just don't know. So I agree with you. I think they, they all, all these actors do a very good job in the movie. Even like, uh, like Nina Dobrev, like as his sister, Candace, Candace is her name. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Like her, like with Nicholas Braun, Ponytail Derek. God. Ponytail Um, Derek. (laughs) Ponytail character. Because, like, she's got, he's abusive and he's kind of a jerk, and she's like, she's dealing with all that. Like, it's just all those little things. And then, of course, uh, of course, Charlie, like, internalizes all that pain, too, and thinks it's all yeah. his fault. So, right. But yeah, crazy stuff. Um, oh, while we're talking about characters, I have to say, Craig is the worst. <laughs> Don't be a Craig, okay? I hated that dude Noted. so much. He's he's just like the stereotypical like. He's like I don't know like I don't, what is he studying? Do we know? I forget. Um, something like um, um like artsy or something. I don't know. He's such um, a pretentious like film school student. He's so annoying. He was like yeah. He was like poetry writes me or whatever. Yeah. Don't you <laughs> write poetry, Craig? Poetry writes me. Can I shut up, you- Craig? One of my favorite lines. It'll be a spoiler for yeah. for later, but one of my favorite Please. lines. He says, "He says my professor gave me an A, but for all the wrong reasons." Like, <laughs> shut, shut up, guys. Professors guy. don't know anything. Yeah, Craig, you're <laughs> you're 19. <laughs> yeah, Craig sucks. Also, um, I think I think it's kind of weird when when uh, college people start dating people in high school. I don't know how they met, but like that's always fishy to me. Like. Yeah, it's it's one thing if they like were dating in high school and then one went to college. Yeah. But if you met yeah. a college guy in high school, that's that's a little fishy, Sam. No, not on Sam's part. Not on Sam's part. That is Craig is like a weirdo predator. He's a weirdo. Oh yeah. Oh my god, sucks. if a college guy wanted to date me in high school, I would have totally dated them. Yeah, cuz it's like yeah, it's like that's such a terrible like power imbalance like mm-mm, no thanks. Horrible. Yeah, and he knows that. But I agree creepy. it's weird. But I also think it was like a back in the day thing, like a nineties. Yeah, in the nineties, it probably wasn't a big deal. That's sure. probably true. Yeah, because my mom man. did that. I think she was oh, in really? high school in the eighties. I think. Uh, yeah, she dated a college guy when she was in high school. Different uh, times. Different so maybe times. it was just like yeah, different generation. Yeah, I buy that. I'm into that. Um, any other characters you guys? struck you as needing to be t- discussed we talked about paul rudd a little bit i think um yeah I think about everything that like i wanted to talk about yeah do we need to talk about like joan cusack's like three minutes on screen she killed it okay <laughs> she <laughs> no she did. she did her part got her paycheck and left and she was amazing okay yeah she Loved was good it. at her, her role as the doctor in the facility good stuff fabulous doctor the parents are kind of whatever, Kate Walsh and Dylan McDermott. They're just kind of there. I liked them. I thought they were like, I mean, their characters are probably supposed to be distant and not super involved in Charlie's life, despite yeah, knowing definitely. that he has mental health issues, which is um, something that the movie talks about, like, theme-wise, like, as, like, what is it to be a man, kind of? Like, I think that's, like, so- something yeah. that the movie talks about. And his dad is, like, super stereotypical, like talks not, not not that he's like toxic but like he does not talk about his feelings really yeah he's a man's um, man yeah definitely and he doesn't really know how to communicate with charlie in that way yeah. um yeah. so i think like they did their part right um but yeah i think yeah i thought it was interesting in that in that respect agreed 
I agree with that. I was watching it actually with my roommate, and we were kind of joking that the dad is like the ultimate dad. Yeah, yeah, he definitely. he really is. <laughs> yeah. Shout shout out. Um, cool. Uh, let's move on into uh, what are your guys' favorite moment of the movie is. If you had to pick one, it's t- it's tough. This is where I get basic. It might be the same what is for it? me because I think we probably the same scene. The tunnel. I feel infinite. Yeah. The the tunnel is just the tunnel's awesome. Uh, the tunnel is great. It increases my You feel of like serotonin. you're in the Yeah. You feel like you're in the truck with them. Yeah, it's really when it's they're like driving well, through it. It's well shot. Like it's really well mm-hmm. done. It's so good. I think from it's, like the music's perfect too. Yeah. Yeah. All the way from like Sing it for us, Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I will say though, it kind of the one thing that really bugs me about this movie is that these kids who are like self proclaimed like music snobs don't know David Bowie. <laughs> Like, his biggest David Bowie hit. Like, come on. We could be heroes. <laughs> yeah, you just it's... sounded like... Um... <laughs> Bob Dylan? Bob Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you sounded like... Um... Oh my God, why can't I think of his name? He's a talk show host. Me? Um, I don't know. He's a talk show Late Jay night. Leno? Late ni- Jay Leno? Oh. Uh... That does sound like Jay Leno. Not Jay Leno? Uh, wow, my brain <laughs> is broken. Please edit this out. I'm so embarrassed. Uh, Jimmy Fallon, Conan O'Brien. Jimmy Fallon. You sounded Jimmy like Fallon? Jimmy Fallon doing the interpretation <laughs> of him. Oh. <laughs> he does do a Bob Dylan accent, so that, that could be it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite moment, too. Even from, like... When, like, raising a glass to Charlie, when, like, telling him he's a wallflower, all the way into it. Like, I, I could mm-hmm. take yeah. that whole segment any time of the week. But, Jackson, yeah. you have a different one? I do. Um, there's a lot of, like, heavy moments. But, like, my favorite... I have multiple cries in this movie, okay? Like, I cry, okay. like, at this part, this part, this part. But my favorite is my happy cry of the movie. And oh, that's yeah. when... Uh, that's during the Secret Santa scene where they're exchanging gifts. Oh. And yeah. Charlie gets his suit. And and uh, Patrick's just like go put it on, and then like everyone's like clapping for him, and it's just like, wow, he has his people. All right, Charlie, come on out, come get on, out Charlie. here, buddy. Come, come on, on Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. 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 don't be shy. Charlie. He's like, and yeah. you can tell that it's just like everybody's so happy in that scene. And they like, love him. so much about each other. And they love yeah. him so much. And I was like, man. And me as an emo kid, I was like, I want that so bad. <laughs> <Emo>. <laughs> but me now, I'm just like, oh, I'm so happy for him. Like, I, I don't know. I, I've never, like, cared That's more cute. about a character. But, like, I, I love Charlie in that moment. And it's so yeah. good. That's and good. it was cool because the point of patrick buying him the suit he was like all great writers have a suit and so mm-hmm. he was encouraging him to live out yeah. his dream mm-hmm. it was, and be oh, who just, he truly is i'm getting chills just thinking about it i i, I really love that scene 
It's and so when, good. And when Bob gets bubbles, oh. He gets when, me. When Bob's like, he, he gets me. <laughs> that, it's a good transition for sure. Yeah, it's so it's good. good. We all love Bob. We all know a Bob. And then in that, get, in that scene too, Charlie gives his aunt's gift to him to her yeah that's, the, that's the record yeah. yeah like he's yeah. literally like that's a part oh, you could crazy. easily miss but it's yeah. like, so like you deep. get that on the second watch like yeah. oh it's so crazy and oh, that comes so back good. later when he's like yeah she was my favorite person in the world she used to until be. you yeah like wow mm-hmm. oh Charlie. i have goosebumps Woo-hoo! so good uh, <laughs> Can this lead into what the your most heartbreaking moment of the movie is? Is it different or some or the same moment? Mine was at the very end, which I feel like would be a common one, um, is when Charlie breaks down. Charlie? Sam and Patrick left, and uh, I just can't stop thinking about it. So. What? Candace, I killed Aunt Helen, didn't I? She died getting my birthday present, so I guess I killed her, right? I to stop thinking that, but I can't. She keeps driving away and dying. Call the police and send them to my house. Stop her. Crazy again. No, Charlie, listen to me. Mom and Dad are going to be home with Chris any second. She's thinking, what if I wanted her to die, Candace? What? Charlie? Charlie! And, and yeah. Yeah. Um, just because, like, the viewpoint and the sounds and everything like it makes you feel like you're going through it mm-hmm. um like yeah, i yeah. felt like i was having a panic attack you know what i mean yeah yeah the way it's edited um, is yeah it's very jarring yeah all i was gonna say was i think it's also very the way it happens because like it happens and like you think the movie's over like yeah like, like sam and patrick they're going away to college blah 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 and you think like Charlie's just gonna like come to terms with that and like just realize that he is happy, just he's discovered what happiness is. But no, it all unravels mm-hmm. and you're like, Oh shoot, I thought this was the happy ending we wanted, but it all unravels. And I really that that's just a really very smart moment of the movie, I think. And and the phone call between him and his sister is like so oh. Yeah. I, I I don't even know how like it's just so close to home. Like if you have a sibling, like it's crushing. I don't know. Like, it's so crushing. Like, and to, like, they, like, know of his mental health, like, struggles. But this is when he reveals, sort of, um, how connected and how, like, torn up he is about his aunt Mm -hmm. um, and that aspect of it. And she's, like, freaking out and, like, trying to help him. And, like, the the panic, I don't know. It's just, like, that one for me, like, as a a big brother uh, really hits home. And really, like, I don't know, it freaks me. It gives me anxiety every time I watch it. I'm like, oh, my God. It's so it's so intense. Yeah, and knowing she's away and, like, she had mm-hmm. to call for help and she couldn't be there physically for him. Yeah, and... yeah she's powerless. Mm-hmm. Right. Crazy. And and not only that, um, the, scene, the scene besides that scene, which that scene absolutely wrecks me, but the scene of him when he's high at the party um, and he's talking to Sam about his best friend who, like, uh, committed suicide mm-hmm. and then like didn't leave a note for him and like how that made him feel i was like man this dude is like yeah been through a lot of stuff yeah um it's crazy also it's messed up that they gave him a pop brownie i'm just gonna say that that like they drugged him without telling him was it bob that gave lucky. it to him yes 
Bob! They're very lucky. Yeah, he was like, uh, are you hungry? didn't have a terrible trip. Like, yeah. he could have had a really bad high, and that would have been, he would have been a villain at that point. Like, that would not have been cool of Bob. Yeah. But right. Whatever. It was the 90s, you know? Whatever. <laughs> the 90s. <laughs> yeah. My my most heartbreaking moment is, it comes, like, a little earlier. It It's not, I don't know if it's heartbreaking, it just, like, makes me, like, cringe and feel very uncomfortable. It's when, it's the truth or dare saying. No, yes. Um, I just get so anxious when Patrick's like, uh, kiss the prettiest girl in the world or in, in the room, and he doesn't kiss Mary Elizabeth, he kissed Sam. I dare you to kiss the prettiest girl in the room on the lips. Mary Elizabeth, I'm so sorry. It's a mistake, I'm sorry. Sam, Sam, I really didn't mean anything by it. I'm sorry. What the hell is wrong with you? And I just like... It's so bad. And immediately he it's knows so that bad. he ruined it. And like from that moment all the way to like when he like blacks out and pulls all the guys off Patrick in the cafeteria, mm-hmm. that whole segment is like crushing. It hurts so bad. But the funniest scene is right before it, too, where he, like, fantasizes of, like, what the question is going to be. And we think that, like, he's being asked how the relationship is. And he's like, I fantasize that one of us will get cancer and die. (laughs) (laughs) And then it cuts back to reality. That bit's so funny. Oh, I love it. (laughs) Yeah. So all that stuff. Lots of ebbs and flows in the movie. Good balance. Him saying mm-hmm. that probably would have been better than him kissing Sam. The more I yeah, think about it, because everyone would have been like, "Oh, <laughs> you, Charlie, you, you goof." <laughs> and even when he's like, "And I'm in this relationship, and I can never get in one word, and I feel miserable," <laughs> and then yeah, it goes to like, can, like what he actually progress, did. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> right. Anyway, yeah, I agree. Um, does, do you guys have a favorite line in the movie, or do you want to be basic and? <laughs> and say that it's and in this moment I swear we are infinite I have a bunch of quotes I wrote down I do too I have one other one okay now Annie what's what's yours that you wrote down still very like um common that people would pick out but I think it's so (laughs) it just hits so deep when Paul Rudd says we Mm. accept the love we think Mm -hmm. we deserve yeah yeah why do nice people choose the wrong people to date Hmm. are we talking about anyone specific we accept the love we think we deserve can we make them know that they deserve more we can try that's big i I think that's the takeaway of the movie honest like of of any it's like that's probably the biggest one that's the antithesis um yeah of just yeah i think that's true because it's so internalized too it's like because it brings in those themes of like mental health and and trauma and like how we view ourselves mm-hmm. and then reflecting that on our relationships and how that makes it like how it becomes so cyclical in that way because we talk about like abuse through like our the relationships that we've made and stuff like that like it's very cyclical and very deep in, in that regard yeah that's probably my favorite line but i did write down mm-hmm. some honorable mentions what do you got let's hear them i have uh Kind of kind of in a similar vein, the first one, I'm both happy and sad at the same time, and I'm still trying to figure out how that could be. That kind of hits that's home a, a lot. That's, that's a great a, one. That's a great one. That's a big guy. Very inside out. Yeah. 
Um, oh, yes. Yeah. Love Inside Out. Woo! Oh, you, you, you're in the right place, Annie. We stand Inside Out here. <laughs> we do. Um, I already mentioned my professor gave me an A, but for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> I just love that <laughs> one. It's, it's so stupid. I think I actually mentioned all the other ones already, except for um, I want to make sure the first person that kisses you loves you. Just oh, that's a that's a sweet uh, one too. That gets you right in the feels, and then yeah. the, she was my favorite person in the world until now. That's that's just good too. That one's yeah. Those are mine, Jackson. What you got? So I have a I have a couple funny ones, and then I have uh, the big one. So nice. don't you write poetry, Craig? Poetry writes me. <laughs> Gross. God, Craig sucks. Love it. Craig um, and sucks. then I have some really funny uh, Mary Elizabeth related ones. Oh, one boy. being my parents are hosting a cotillion or something racist, which I think is super funny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm so glad you wrote that down. <laughs> that one's so good. And then uh, the uh, Charlie narrating, uh, he's like, believe it or not, or he's, he says something along that, but he goes, I'm tired of touching her boobs. I think that's yes. really funny too. <laughs> he does say that. um, and then the Charlie, one of the Charlie moments that like, gives me chills is when he like saves Patrick from the fight and he says, "Touch my friends again and I'll blind you." Oh. Which is literally the most badass line I think I've ever heard in any movie ever. Touch my friends again and I'll blind you. It's so badass. I it's just so got goosebumps cool. when you said it. I, <laughs> it's so good. I thought of the moment <sighs> too cuz it's the delivery of it too. He's just like it's such just, a good delivery. It's so blind. And they all and believe just, him. Yeah, because oh, you just everyone's kicked freaked everyone's out. asses. God, I, and oh, then God. The, finally, of course, we accept the love we think we deserve. So yeah, good. That's it. So, so good. That's, that's like the whole, and that leads us into message of the film. Biggest takeaway, like I think that has mm-hmm. a big, a big part to play in it, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely, I I think so. And we've already like, honestly, kind of touched on it. Like Annie has done such a good job at just like voicing what this movie means to her and Mm -hmm. i really don't think there's much more to say because i think she's kind of covered it but i guess the biggest takeaway like annie said like everyone suffers and there's so much pain but it's not charlie's pain that like discourages him it's everyone else's Mm -hmm. and he takes that upon himself and i think in the end like you said we're all responsible for our own happiness and we have to accept ourselves before we can accept others Definitely. Yeah, for sure. We have to uh, break the uh, inherited trauma and make sure that we don't uh, instill that onto somebody else too. We got to break those uh, cycles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. and only and only then can we be infinite. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> only drop. then can we jam out to David Bowie. We can Woo! be heroes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, beautiful. Um, real quickly. Uh, I have a miscellaneous category, just random details cool. and fun facts uh, that I just want to breeze through before we get to Jackson's little uh, trivia thing that he mm-hmm. made for Annie. I'm um, very nervous about that. So we're going to have fun. Um, I'm just going to rattle through a few fun <laughs> facts and then we're going to hop into it. Uh, my first one, um, I, first I just have little details that uh, I want to mention about the movie um, that I think are awesome. First of all, Come On Eileen, Dances Still Slaps. It's good oh, to know that so hasn't good. changed. Iconic song. Slaps. <laughs> that song's Never. so and good. And I think of that scene every single time I hear the song. 
it's just like is such a like needle drop. It just like hits and you're like, yes. Yes. It took you back to college. It was great. Yeah, um, when that song plays at a party, oh, it's so good. And yeah. only the cool people dance to it. If nobody That's knows true. it. They saw it kick him out of the party. Yeah, get him out of here. <laughs> um, the idea of like trying to find music in the '90s, like not knowing where to find music once you've heard it. That's yeah. Sick, thing. Like <laughs> I thought about that too. They didn't have Shazam. I was like, you can't find David Bowie or Spotify. Yeah, they had nothing. Mixtapes. They made mixtapes for people. I wish we and radio, which yeah, I love radio. We need to bring mixtapes back, I think. I, I think cassette tapes are coming back, absolutely. I'm predicting it. I bought I'm a cassette in, tape uh, a couple months ago. I'm into that. Where do you play it? I don't have a cassette player, but <laughs> it's cool because it's the soundtrack to the original Michael Keaton Batman movie, Oh, which is awesome because it has a bunch oh, of prints on it. Super it's cool. super cool. Yeah, they have that one Prince song during the parade. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, I still have a... I have a CD player in my car, and nice. few people know this, but I always have a CD kept in there, and it like that's the automatic like what comes on when I turn my car on. Nice. Um, so right now I have Mumford and Sons in there, but nice. Oh yeah. I still I still listen to a few uh, CDs, so that's a little old fashioned. Love kind that. Kind of. Um, and then last two things. Um, uh, Mary Elizabeth rubbing Charlie's ash Wednesday off his forehead when he gets off the yes. bus. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. In like, the most the mom way possible, where she like licks her thumb first, yeah. and you just like feel cringy because <laughs> yeah. you just get that, was... that flashback of your mom doing that. Oh, that was... we have to talk about that transition of him taking like the body of Christ uh, to him taking LSD oh, at the party. Yeah. Yes. That transition is so wild. Good. Transition. <laughs> It has That's no good. business being in this movie. It is so good. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Totally the way they agree. the way they jump they time jump in this in this movie is like really good. Yeah. But yeah. I agree. <laughs> uh, and now I have a few just facts about the movie itself. Um, cool. Oh, I do I do want to shout out uh, just their house, the front doors that are just double doors that swing open. Yeah, I don't know the if you noticed it, houses. but I noticed it and I loved it. <laughs> Anyway. Every, I, I lived in a duplex. Every single house that is like in that style is laid yeah. out the exact same. <laughs> so cool. I love the double doors. Okay. Anyway, first fact. Julia Garner, who plays Susan in the movie, the girl that mm-hmm. Charlie like mentions he would have been friends with, first friends in school, is now yeah. an Emmy winner on Ozark and also went to IU. Whoa. Wait, she went cool. to IU? She went to IU. She graduated from Indiana University. That's so cool. Bonkers, if I do say so myself. That's How old is she? Fact. Do you Not know? Not old. Like she graduated, um, I think, like in the past decade. I'll look it up for you right now. She okay. is, and I quote, twenty-six years old. Oh my god! Wow. Like she, so she graduated. Like you probably were in school with her, Annie. Yeah. That's kind of. I for sure would have been. Wow. That is crazy. Weird. Anyway, moving on. Jackson, this is the one where this is my fun fact for you. I think you'll really enjoy. So John Hughes was originally he bought the film rights to write and direct this movie. Um, And it was going to be like a dark comedy. um, But he died before he could make it. But 
Do you want to know who he who cast in the roles? Who did he cast? Okay, first of all, Patrick was going to be Patrick Fugit. I don't know if you know who that is. That's whatever. Who is that? I don't know. I didn't look it up. I don't care. Um, <laughs> the, the next two are the only ones that matter. Um, Kristen Dunst was going to be Sam. Interesting. Whoa. And then, you ready for this, Jackson? Yeah. The role of Charlie? Shia LaBeouf. Whoa. <laughs> I yeah. Okay. Controversies aside, mm-hmm. he could potentially be a really terrible person. Shia LaBeouf is like an amazing actor. He would have killed that role. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I saw that and I was like, Jackson's, I got to tell Jackson. But that's yeah. like and, the one person who I could maybe see doing as good of a job as Logan Lerman. I thought, I thought the whole cast was like so good though. Like I, I wouldn't want to cast it any other way personally. Yeah, I agree. Right. I agree. It turned out, uh, it turned out in the right way. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really fascinating there, though. Yeah. Um, there was a scene filmed in which Candace, Charlie's sister, is pregnant, and Charlie has to take her to get an abortion, but it was cut from the movie. Wow. Just because it's Whoa. too heavy? It, it was too heavy. It, it happened, like, right after Charlie had, like, broken from his friends and was, like, taking a break, and they decided it was just a lot of too heaviness. Oh, for, a lot of stuff. <laughs> in that moment. So, I think that's a good call. <laughs> um, Great call. Yeah. Emma Watson, Ezra Miller, and Logan Lerman never had a high school prom in real life, so the director saw that prom sequence as, like, their prom. So that's kind of cute. I did know that about Emma Watson. I didn't know that about the rest of them. Yeah, so I thought that was kind of cute. Um, cute. In the end of the movie, when Charlie asks his dad how the Penguins will do this year, his dad says they suck and need to learn to play defense. Uh, the Penguins would go on to win the Stanley Cup that year. Oh, that's so, so funny. <laughs> no way. <laughs> <laughs> so... That's a fun little one. Um, in the scene where Sam is reading the card from Charlie in that Secret Santa scene, mm-hmm. in the card is actually a sweet little note written to Emma Watson from Stephen Chbosky, the director and writer. So that's oh, kind cool. of a, a little cute. Uh, two more. Um, in the book, there are no names given for Charlie's family members, so the movie just made up those names. Like He doesn't nice. give names to his sister huh. or brother in the book. Um, and finally, this one was wild when I read it. In the novel, the song heard in the tunnel at the end was not Heroes, originally. It was Landslide by Fleetwood Mac. No. That's a yeah. definitely a good call to change the song. Yeah, they thought it would bring Still a great song, back. though. Great song. It is. Not, not for the tunnel. Mo- I, I just think of Heroes every time now, so I don't, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Heroes is the song for that scene. Yeah. And that's uh, my, those are my fun facts for you, gang. Great facts. I like those. Those are very fun. fun. Thank you. Thanks. You're welcome. I'm naming this segment. You're going to have to look for the audio clip, so I apologize. I love it. Let's play a game. You don't know me, but I know you. I want to play a game. Um, okay. So, this is the game. I'm calling it Ezra, Emma, or Logan. And basically, I'm going to tell you things that this character, like, that this actor has done, either, like, within the context of, like, the movie that they were playing, like, whatever actor they were. And you're going to tell me if it was Ezra, Emma, or Logan. And then if you know the movie, also say that. And if you don't know the movie, maybe Carter can guess it. But this is all for you, okay? Okay, cool. I can almost guarantee I won't know the other movies. But we'll give it a (laughs) shot. You got this. Perfect. Okay. Who caught an Australian jewel thief and turned him in 
to an off the books super prison. <laughs> I hope they get easier. <laughs> um, was it Logan? It was not. Do you know Carter? Turned him into an off the book. Oh, um, was it Emma? It was not. Wow, you both got it wrong. Wow. It was Ezra Miller as he was the Flash in the movie oh. Suicide Squad. Oh, I've never seen that. <laughs> you know what happened is I repressed any revelation or any <laughs> recollection of that movie. So you got me there. That's good. Okay, question two. Who hit Seth Rogen in the face with an axe? <laughs> oh, Emma Watson. Nice. Okay, do you know what movie? No idea. Do you know, Carter? This is the end. Yes, this is the end. An amazing comedy. Great. All right. (laughs) Question number three. Who fought in World War II alongside Brad Pitt? Logan. Correct. Do you know what movie? Uh, Is it called World... Whoa. Yep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. World War II. Carter, do you know? Uh... Uh, Fury, yeah? Yes, Fury. That's a great movie. Also with Shia LaBeouf. Awesome. Shia LaBeouf. (laughs) Okay, who has a Cyclops as a (laughs) half-brother? Uh. What? I'm picturing uh, Harry Potter. Is that Emma Watson? It is not. Carter, do you know the answer? Cyclops as a brother. Wow, um, Harry Potter fans are going to be really mad at me for that one. I, I have no idea. Um, let's go la, la, uh, Ezra. Incorrect. The answer Dang is it. Logan Lerman in Percy Jackson, Sea of Monsters. Mm, another movie I have uh. not seen. So. <laughs> Shoot. You guys We're doing are not really good, good here. <laughs> <laughs> we got to watch these YA movies. Dang. <laughs> Who tricked a werewolf? Uh, I feel like I should know this one, but I don't. I'm going to go with Emma Watson again. Correct. Do you know what movie? Harry Potter. Do you know which Harry Potter? The fourth. Incorrect. Carter, do you know? (laughs) That was a guess. Prisoner of Azkaban? Correct. (laughs) What number is that? Three. That was, yeah, Harry Potter three. Mm. All right. Question number six. Who hooks up with Amy Schumer? Oh, Ezra Miller in Trainwreck. Yes. That's the best scene. His character is underage. She statutory raped Ezra Miller in that movie. And that's like a joke. (laughs) Very weird. Trainwreck. That movie is is interesting. Uh, Okay. That's one of the best scenes of the whole movie, though. It's so good. Okay. Question seven. Who punched a woman outside of a bar? Um, I'm going with my gut. Emma Watson. <laughs> incorrect. Dang the it. I was answer, just kind of hoping for that one. <laughs> the correct answer is Ezra Miller. Do you know what movie? I don't. That's because it's not a movie. It's real life. <laughs> Ezra Miller punched a woman no outside way. of a bar. <laughs> oh, my God. That's horrible. Ezra. Ezra. Wah, 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 wah. Anyways. <laughs> That was wow. Let's Play a Game, everybody. Good job. That was, that was great. What, what a Thanks. one to end on. 
Incredible. I hope your next guest does better than I do than I did. At I that. thought it was. I thought you did great. You know. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Incredible. Oh boy. All right. Well, that was a that was a game, and that was Perks of Being a Wallflower. And now we'll go into a segment we call "The List Is Life." The list is an absolute good. The list is life. Annie, this is a yes. segment where, for the, if you don't know, I think you do, uh, I have a list of every movie I've ever seen ranked. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. So every week, Jackson typically picks a number, and I tell him what number that corresponds to on the list, what movie it is. But I figured for this week, since we talked Perks of Being a Wallflower, I would just tell you what number Perks is on my list. Okay. That seems fair. That um, seems fair. I should tell you that my list uh, currently, it's narrative, just narrative feature films. No documentaries, no like short films, no like concerts. So Jonas Brothers 3D concert experience isn't here. Sorry. Oh, um, dang it. But uh, my list currently is 1,926 films long. And Perks of Being a Wallflower, are you ready for what number? I'm ready. Perks of Being a Wallflower sits firmly at 589th on my list. Wow. Is that a good spot? Smack dab in the middle. That's a great spot. That's like, uh, that's definitely upper half. Uh, That's probably upper fourth, actually, almost. So, great spot for it to sit in. If you are anywhere in like the, even to like the 700 range, you're worth my time. Okay. So... Perks is firmly right there. I gave it uh, four stars, three and a half stars. Three and a half. I think it's a four and a half movie. Personally, I love. Well, I'm a movie. stickler, but <laughs> but I love it. Perks being a wallflower. Wonderful. That was the list of life. <laughs> Woo! Well, where does it where does it rank for you, Annie? As far as top movies. Yeah, like like like, is it one of your favorites? Is it just like a like a really good one? Like, what do you give it? I would say it's one of my favorites. I have this thing where I'm really bad at measuring things. Mm-hmm. So like, and it go, it comes in all different, in way, in different ways. So like, mm. I'm really bad at guessing the correct size of Tupperware that I should be using to put my leftovers <laughs> in. Me too. And I'm really bad at scales. Like when you go to the doctor and they're like, how bad is the pain from one to 10? I'm like, I don't know. Mm. It just hurts, you know? <laughs> so... I can't tell you what number it is okay. of my favorite movies, but it's definitely up there. Like I would, I would say this is one of my favorite movies. Yeah, Perfect. I would hope. I would hope so because we just spent I was gonna an say, hour and a half talking about it. So I don't think I would have picked it or could have talked about it like this. <laughs> Beautiful, uh, Jackson. You want to take us into our final segment? Yes, our final segment is "I'll Have What She's Having." I'll have what she's having. Ooh, like the orgasm. <laughs> oh, um, so, uh, Annie, this is our uh, recommendation section. Uh, we recommend something for each other or just the listeners to watch. So, Ooh, fun. Yeah. So, uh, Jackson, what do you got for us, buddy boy? Uh, this may be unfair and cheating, but I am absolutely recommending Perks of Being a Wallflower yeah. to anyone who hasn't seen it. Oh, this is such a passion movie for me. Yeah. Um, actually, you know what? I'm going to recommend something else. 
Oh, twist. I am going to recommend Paul Rudd to the audience. <laughs> oh. I don't know if you know him. He's amazing. You should check out Paul Rudd, okay? Oh, I Just check overall. him out daily. He does a bit on Conan O'Brien where he'll say he's bringing a clip of his like movie that he's promoting, but every time it's like the knockoff movie called Mac and Me. It's a knockoff of E.T., and he'll just he'll play this clip of this kid in a wheelchair falling off a cliff every single time he goes on. Every the single time. It's, it's awesome. really funny. It's like a bit oh that spanned like 20 years. Yeah, it's so he never, good. He never shows an actual clip. It's always that clip, and it's incredible. Paul Rudd rules. Paul Rudd does rule. 50 Anyways. years old, that fox. <laughs> oh, he's so good looking. Anyways, yeah. that was my recommendation. Carter, what do you got? Uh, I also am going to cop out and say Perks of Being a Wallflower, um, but... In addition, I'm going to suggest, in honor of, I don't know if you saw this news, Jackson, but all five seasons of The Muppet Show are coming to Disney+. Plus. Ooh, yeah. I so I'm going to suggest, for the listeners and myself, I'm going to watch another Muppet movie this week yes. for Jackson and for the listeners, because Jackson Ooh. is the biggest Muppet head you'll ever meet. That's not true. So, <laughs> that I've met. I know a bunch of... <laughs> You've met Jeffrey. He's a, he's a big Muppet head. Oh, shoot. You're right. Okay. One of the biggest Muppet He got me heads. into the Muppets. Oh, wow. T- to honor him, drunk. I am just going to like inspire you to get into the Muppets, and now you're going to inspire somebody else, and then yeah. the transaction is complete. Okay. Wow. Perfect. My deal with the <laughs> devil is done. It's like it follows, but with showing people the Muppets. <laughs> yes. Um, Annie, your recommendation. My recommendation. Wow. I'm feeling the pressure for sure. Does it have to be new? No, not at all. No, because Jackson's wasn't new. Paul Rudd's 50. He's not new. I think. (laughs) He's not new. He's 50? (laughs) Yeah. He looks Not that that's old, but he does not look 50. Nah, he He looks great. He looks easy on the eyes. Ooh. Um, I think I'm going to go with a general recommendation. Perfect. To watch your, to rewatch your favorite series, because I oh. love doing that. I'm currently on oh. Gilmore Girls. I think I've watched Scrubs nine times, Scrubs Friends, How I Met Your Mother. I think I've seen all those series countless times, and I it just that. brings me a lot of joy because, you know, it's just kind of mindless, but it makes you laugh. I'm a sucker yeah. for sitcoms. Do- so, Do a little yeah, self-care, watch some comfort shows. Yeah, yeah, that's what I did after watching Perks. I watched Gilmore Girls so I, <laughs> we like it. before I went to bed. <laughs> Probably smart. Perfect. What I did is I watched Perks, and then I went and read Donald Trump tweets. So I just stayed <laughs> level in my just, ugh, the whole time. What I did was I watched Perks, and then I did this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Perfect. He's, it fueled him. Wait, oh, yeah. I have one more recommendation. Okay, yes. what do you got? I watched this movie with Melissa McCarthy. I'm looking up the title right now. It's on Hulu, and it made me laugh. Life of the Party? Out loud, so hard. Yes, Life of the Party. I have not laughed like that from a movie in a long time. Like, it, it was funny. I saw that in theaters, I think. That's a good one. It's fun. Yeah, I think it came out. Cool. Yeah, it says 2018. Yeah. But she, she um, goes back to college, to the same college that her daughter goes to when her daughter is a senior and, like, parties with her. And it's yeah, so it's funny. Fun. It's really good. Melissa McCarthy in a wheelhouse. We love that. Nice. Yes. Beautiful. 
with that, Annie, uh, we made it. We did it. We We did did it. it. Here we are. At the end of the road. Annie, thank you so, so much for joining us. Thank you. Oh. Seriously, no. (laughs) This was a lot of fun. I think It's been so much fun. Yeah. If anyone uh, is interested in coming on like Annie has done, uh, please uh, DM us, message us, text us. Venmo us. Venmo us. Um, (laughs) You'll get your request soon, Annie. Don't worry. Yeah, don't worry. Um, Okay, cool. And come on. We'll talk about whatever movie you want to talk about in this same way, and we'll try to make you cry also. Um, Do you think we made people cry? Uh, I I almost did. Yeah. <laughs> I almost cried. I was holding yeah. it back. I'm not gonna lie. We love that. Um, Be sure to uh, check us out on Instagram at roughcut underscore pod. Um, we post, we post, and we do games and all sorts of fun little stuff on there. And uh, yeah, Annie, do you wanna do you wanna plug your podcast one last time before we head out? I would love to plug my podcast. Yes. Yay! So thirty yard dash. Um, you can find it anywhere you listen to podcasts and follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Both the handles are just 30 yard dash 30 with the numbers. Um, so yeah, perfect. Go follow. Sports and wellness. Woo. We love it. Woo. That was it. Ooh. The episode. Thank you, everyone. We love you. Love you. We love you. Goodbye. Goodbye. In case I don't see ya. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night.